You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and I would love to introduce you all to the lovely and talented and super smart Amanda McEwen. I learned on our last episode that I've been saying her name incorrectly for over 15 years. You started a whole little thing. Our friend Chad came to me last night. He's like, Amanda, Melissa told me something about you. And I thought, oh, what, what, did, he, what did she tell you? He's like, is your last name really McEwen? And I, I tried to explain. So it's my whole family has always called it McEwen. It's N-E. So phonetically, it should just be McEwen. And that's sort of what I have referred to it because it's just easier than trying to explain why it's McEwen, even though it's N-E. Yeah. People get confused. I, I don't feel I don't that know, it's I, necessary to correct people. I think you're so. a rebel. I think you're yeah. a rebel that you're a McEwen. I'm a and, McEwen. And it's spelled N-E. All right. I just wanted to make a note of it to our viewers and listeners <laughs> that you are a McEwen. Thank you. And I want to high five you on that. Okay. <laughs> so how's everybody feeling today? You guys uh, out there watching us and listening to us, I'm a little, I'm a little feisty today. Melissa's <laughs> <laughs> had a, a long day already. She's a little loopy. Uh, yeah. I think it's great podcasting personality because she's laughing for no reason or some internal reason. And I'm my best self today. Yeah. Right now, you are getting me at my very best self. I'm happy. I'm caffeinated. <laughs> I am. I, you, you've had your, like your death grip on that cup of coffee since you sat down. It's my coffee. <laughs> I will have my caffeine when I need it. I'm just, I'm feeling great. I took a, I've been taking some public speaking classes. I have an amazing coach. Her name is Amy A.U. And she is the Zen speaker. I'm going to get her uh, on here as like mm-hmm. one of our special guests very soon. Took my public speaking course this morning because I've been really branching out into doing some keynote speaking and some other things. Had a great time. Got to do some really great voiceover work today with some of my favorite people. Shane, that includes you, because uh, I know you're going to be editing this later. I just want you to know I appreciate you. And I'm just, it's Friday. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling great. Just, that's all I got. I like it. You should always feel great. We, we should always feel great, but there are days we feel greater-er. Greater-er. Yes. Yes. And that's how I'm feeling today. I like that. The baseline is great, and then there's greater and greater-er. I'm greater-er. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. But what are we going to talk about today? We are talking about getting out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. while also staying true to yourself. Ooh, and that's I like it. a very, it, it's a weird thing because we always encourage people to get out of their comfort zones because yes. it's always helpful as you're growing as a person, you're evolving, you're learning. You, you want to sort of push those boundaries and try things that maybe you're not so sure of, but it just, you kind of have to push yourself a little bit. Like, mm, that's not really in my little bubble of comfort, but yeah. I, I need to try it. But there are some things when you just know inherently who you are, that something is not good for you. Yeah. I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to be good at it, whatever that might be. Sure. So it's sort of pushing that line and figuring out when is it worth sort of taking that leap for something? And when do you just need to say, that's just not who I am and that's okay. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I feel like Stepping out, they always say growth happens when you step outside of your comfort zone. And um, 
I mean, look at us starting a podcast. By the way, I just want to say I'm super comfortable right now. Like, I'm not afraid of that camera anymore. I like it. Just just a few weeks ago, we were definitely way out of our comfort zone. Comfort zone? Comfort zones? Comfort zones. Comfort zone? Zones. <laughs> comfort zones. Because, well, yeah, we were, we were out of fine. it, whatever it was. Yeah. And it's still it's still a little uncomfortable for me, but not in the same way. I actually forget that the camera is there. Yeah. And the last few episodes have been more just like how why we started this in the first place. It's when yeah. you and I are just sitting together having crazy green tea and your coffee. With your weird powder and stuff. It's just matcha. It's fine. <laughs> she does all this super secret, I like healthy green. green stuff. Yeah. That's good, though. That's why you're so healthy and awesome. But, well, I think, you know, us starting this podcast, we were definitely outside of our comfort zone. We continue to to stretch. We continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I encourage everybody to scare themselves a little bit. There's a quote. I don't know who said it. I'm not sure who said it, Brent Mukai. But um, something about, uh, well, growth happens outside the comfort zone. And then also scare yourself every day. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. That's something to think about. That's a big statement to scare yourself it every is. day. I mean, to, if you really think about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I think it's identifying what that fear means. I was actually yeah. just talking to somebody before I got here and she's getting ready to launch her business and she's excited, but she's scared. And I was talking to her about, I said, you know, working for yourself is very scary. Mm -hmm. But then I had to stop and I was like, but, it, but it's a good scary. It's not, you know, it's like somebody jumping at you from behind a wall or like throwing, you know, it's not fear scare so much as nervous, uncomfortable. I know I need to do this, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself out there and that that's scary. Yep. And I think that when, you know, when you're starting a business, when you're running a business, when something is new in your personal life, whatever it is, there's those types of fear that are healthy fear. Yeah. It's no, it's well, when, when you are dipping your toe in the unknown, it's like, I think there, there are different conversations that happen in our head. It's like, what if I fail or what if I succeed? You know, mm -hmm. it's like both are, yeah, both have different, <laughs> uh, you know, conversations happening. And I think when you fail, I don't think being afraid to fail is, really too much to be afraid of because if, if you fail, it's just really what I call course correction. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you fail, it's like, okay, well, I, I put effort, time, energy, resources uh, toward this, and this didn't exactly work out the way that I maybe anticipated, but oftentimes it'll lead you to the real thing that, you know, you, you needed to, you, you know, to get to, um, but course correction, it's like, like there's that, that, you know, success and then where you're starting. And then there's like the meme with the straight arrow. I think I've referenced mm -hmm. this before. And then there's the other one with the little, like, you know, jaggedy little line. I love that because that's just course correction until you it, get there. It is because failure is a lesson. Yeah. And so you fail you learn something from it and then you move on. And so you turn that, it's the course correcting, you're turning a failure into a success because that, that's how you move on. That's how you get better. Like nobody, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say nobody, but I don't think many people start off being perfect at anything. Yeah. You know, there are some people that just are good at everything. Yeah. Uh, I know one of those, but yeah. for the most part, every, everything that we do in, in life and in business, all of that, it takes sort of the, the practice of 
Practice makes you great at what you do. Greater er. It makes you greater er. <laughs> quote came yeah. from Amy Morin, who has one of the most popular TEDx talks of all time. She's a psychotherapist and a keynote speaker. Ah. And uh, do something every day that scares you was Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, good job, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Shout out, Eleanor. <laughs> hey, Eleanor. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Oh, you're turning a little red from laughing so much. That's so funny. <laughs> Melissa does. She, oh, from what I know, both. Melissa doesn't get embarrassed. I'm not really but embarrassed. She gets I'm loopy. Just, and I'm it's silly the, today. It's more like an extreme happiness <laughs> blushing. It's not. It's, I know. It's, it's like, I think hearts could be coming out of me right now. Like, <laughs> like just, little cartoon Like little cartoon hearts. You got hit over the head a little Sparkles. bit. Sparkles. No, that's like the stars spinning okay. thing. I'm just, you guys, I just am feeling really good today. And you're, you're in your comfort zone. I am in my comfort zone now. But how was it? So why, like, what was it about starting this podcast that made you think, Okay. I mean, you make your living behind a microphone. So the, the audio part of it, I think you're fine with. Yeah. But then when we decided to do the video version, like what was it that made you say, eh, it's not really my comfort zone, but this is what I need to do? Well, in all honesty, there were a couple things I felt kind of insecure about. I felt insecure because I was like, I'm so used to everything in my life that I do professionally is scripted. I'm reading scripts, I'm performing, I'm connecting, I'm emoting, I'm doing my thing that I'm very comfortable at because I've been doing it for almost 20 years. And then hearing myself unscripted, I I don't know, it just I felt kind of uncomfortable about just that because I'm just not used to sharing myself with the world in that way, unless it's someone really, you know, people close to me or students or whatever. So I just kind of felt kind of vulnerable, I guess, in a certain way. I do remember our first episode, we got done after about an hour of talking and you said, okay, so should we do another take? And I said, no, Melissa, there there are no second takes in this podcast because that's, that's an hour. And we, you know, Brent actually pointed out, it's like, Melissa, you're used to having your copy and being able to record it until it's perfect and then mm-hmm. delivering it. We're not yeah. in that space. Number one, an hour is a long time to redo. And if we did redo it, we would have lost some of the importance. I and know. we make mistakes and that's okay. Like if, if you're still listening to us at this point or watching us, you've been on the journey with us and you saw where we started. Hopefully we're in a better spot Hopefully now. Hopefully you're really proud of us. Like- and we're going to keep getting better <laughs> at it. Um, yeah. But I, I remember it was sort of that, it, it was surprising to me because I'm usually the one in my head and overthinking and wanting, and I, I just remember saying, no, yeah. we're, not, we're not redoing it. We've, and I'm just not just really, com- I, I feel kind of weirdly exposed on mm-hmm. camera. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I felt also very vulnerable. I'm not a huge fan of my profile. I'm just being honest. I've just, I'm not. Um, I'm weirded out about, I have skin problems. I have eczema and I'm all like, you guys are going to see that. And I'm just, but you know what? Whatever. I have eczema and I own it. No, and if you don't like your profile, you could just stare into the camera. And that's just, just weird. Straight on. Don't look at me weird. at all. Pretend I'm not but, here. But you know what? Like, I'm just being super open yeah. and honest about it. But I watched some of our episodes, like mm-hmm. little bits. I don't watch the whole thing because I'm still kind of like, <laughs> but I watched some of it and I was like, you know what, Melissa Motes, you enjoy that profile of yours. That's yours. You own that, <laughs> girlfriend. It's not that shabby. Yeah. So I'm feeling 
Loving. I'm loving myself. I like it. Was there, you said, I think there was a second reason. So number one, you felt vulnerable. Yeah, I felt vulnerable. And then I think the, the big thing too is just, I didn't realize there was more of a little perfectionist living in me mm-hmm. than, uh, I, than I realized. Like mm-hmm. I... I don't like to think of myself as like a perfectionist because I think perfect is boring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, but I really just this, like yeah. me going, uh, 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 I just, it's weird <laughs> for me. And, um, so anyway, that's, yeah. that's the truth. I'm being super open about no, it. Super I, honest. I like that. I, th- I think we all have the inner perfectionist. Some yeah. of us have an outer perfectionist. Yeah. I mean, we obviously we like to do things that we're good at. Yeah. That's re- usually in our comfort zone. If you're good at something, of course you want to do it all the time. But I, I remember it was, it's the same thing. Like I fight being on camera all the time. Why do you my fight it? Tell career, me about your stuff. My career has been behind a camera. I'm a producer. I get other people comfortable on camera, but I am just comfortable behind it. I, I don't even, you know, it's not that I dislike photos of me, but I don't know what to do in them. I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know how to pose without, like, I have one smile and that's kind of it. Mm. And it's okay. It, it, none of this is, uh, it's not really a lack of confidence. It's just a, I just don't like it. So many people out there want to be the center of attention. Yeah. I am better being sort of behind the scenes. Yeah. That's my comfort zone. Yeah. But, you know, the more I, you know, as my business grows and I have less time, I'm, concerned about marketing and all those things. And I understand logically that it would be so much faster for me to take my phone and record a little video of whatever it is that I have to say and just put it out in the world versus the hours that I sometimes spend writing a blog post Mm -hmm. because I like writing because I can correct it. I can make it to, you know, I can make changes until it's correct. Whereas I'm not a video editor so if I record a video, there are, there's going to be that stumbling. Even on, on this, I stumble from time to time and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it logically, but there's that part of me that's in my head. It's like, I don't want to be that person that has her phone in her face all the time. I don't want to do all of this. Yep. But I know I need to, and it, it's, I'm just slow to get there. I'm, I'm slowly making progress. This podcast being on video this is, is, is number one. That's sort of the first step that I'm realizing. Yeah. It's okay. And, you know, little by little, I'm going to start doing more video stuff for my own business. But I have to I have to be the one to make the decision Yeah, where it's I listen to the advice from others. And we especially when the people are saying the same things, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, I have to get there on my own. And yeah. I, it, sometimes it takes me a little longer. Yeah. Some people, I love those people who just jump straight in and they don't care and whatever it is, they're for just it. in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little more meticulous. Yeah. No, and, and I think that that's, that's the Amanda McEwen way. <laughs> we all have our way. And if you think about it, though, I think anything that we've ever done initially maybe felt a little bit outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So we all take those risks big and small. Sometimes I think maybe we don't even realize like we're stretching outside of our comfort zone just a little bit, you know, versus something big like launching a podcast or launching uh, a brand new business, starting mm-hmm. a business. But maybe it's something like trying a Pilates class, you know, oh, yeah. or ordering a different beverage at a coffee shop. That's you tough, know? though. Getting outside my comfort zone <laughs> in my world. That's like... Choosing that's, a different thing on the menu what? sometimes is, is, the, it's huge. is a huge risk. Because then you don't want to be disappointed. If you know you always mm-hmm. want such and such, you know, like for me, I like chicken parm when I go to Italian restaurants. <laughs> I don't ever get anything other than chicken parmesan at any Italian restaurant ever. 
just a little fun fact. Good to know. And <laughs> I could try something else, Italian, but I don't like to get outside of my comfort zone when it's dealing with my pasta and my stuff. <laughs> that might be the favorite sentence I hear all day. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> well, but you know, it's it, you mentioned Pilates, and I know we've talked about that on here before, yeah. but that's a perfect example of why getting outside of your comfort zone can be so important. Because mm-hmm. for me, and then for me, it started with yoga. And one, a friend of mine started teaching. He's like, I need you to go to my class because what if nobody shows up? And of course, everybody showed up and it was packed. Yeah. But I had never done yoga before and I'd never done a group class before. And it was that was very uncomfortable because I don't know what I'm doing. And now there's all these people who are there and might see me not knowing what I'm doing. And I, you know, I just wasn't sure, but I, like, I fell in love with it. And I, I used to go to yoga all the time. The injuries that I have, yoga wasn't the best solution because there's a lot of arm balancing and mm-hmm. stuff that if, if my arm's just slightly in the wrong place and I hold a pose, I'm going to be in pain for a few days after. So, but I, it was, that sort of kind of got me into a place to where I knew something different and there were some great benefits. I wish I could still do it, but then everywhere went to hot yoga and I'm just not interested in sitting in a sauna to work out. That's a whole different thing, but that also led me to Pilates and Pilates is the thing that changed my life mm-hmm. in the terms of pain management and just overall health and feeling good all of that. And it started from that one little step of take a group class and get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Life-changing. Yeah. One, one little, and it wasn't like, it was that scary. It's an hour class. If yeah. you don't like some it. Some people I think might be like super intimidated to go, number one, try something new. Number two, do it in a group mm-hmm. situation. Um, you know, I mean, everybody's a little different with that. The thought just occurred to me when I was in Pilates yesterday, I was enjoying it so much and it's, I've only been doing it now for, well, this summer it'll be two years. And I was actually thinking to myself, man, I love doing this so much. I'm right now in the moment going, this is so great. (laughs) And I was thinking, what else do I love so much that I don't even know about yet? Mm -hmm. Like that I've never (laughs) even discovered or tried or even, you know, because Pilates Mm -hmm. wasn't really on my radar. I mean, to really, to try until... A friend of mine was telling me all of the great benefits. Hmm, I wonder who that could have been. That she was experiencing (laughs) from it. But yeah, so here's a big one that I I think we should talk about a little bit. So, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone, yes. But how how do you push through the fear? Like, how do you talk yourself out of the fear and into doing the thing? I think it's, and for me, I'm very logical. I have to rationalize it. And it's mm-hmm. taking something that simple as if we're talking about an event or an activity like that, thinking it's just one hour. How much can one hour really hurt? Mm-hmm. But conversely, if I like it, how much could an hour really help? Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have both talked about, we don't really know what our hobbies are. Mm-hmm. And so how do you find out if you don't try new things? And it's right. sort of that... You're not jumping into something that's life or death. You know, it's a lot of these things that there's so much bigger in our heads yeah. than they are in reality. And so it's just sort of, it's, it's actually, there's an internal dialogue of myself yelling at myself to get out of my own head. Yeah. And so I remember a, a perfect example of that 
was, you know, I'd been working with you at the voice actor studio for a while. And you said, I want you to coach a class with me. And I said, oh, I'm not, I'm not a public speaker. My voice, like it's, it's an issue even back in high school theater class. I can still hear my teacher yelling, project, project. It's like my voice doesn't go loud. It doesn't carry. That's not. Yeah. And then having a bunch of people staring at me, I don't, I don't like that. Yep. But I like you. And I thought, okay. And, and, and I had a rule and I said, but you have to be there. So we started, we, our first class, we co-taught. Yes. And it was a class that you were familiar with. You, you taught it before. And even then it was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay. It's going to be okay. But I'm a little scared. You of rocked it. it too. And even more on the uncomfort, uncomfort, the discomfort level, discomfort level, was you and I didn't talk about the class before it happened. I know. Like you sent me stuff and said, here's, you know, the handouts that we give people, but we never talked about how it was going to Because I like work. things to kind of organically unfold, and that's, mm -hmm. that's my teaching style. I mean, I, I'll have an outline, and I have handouts, and I have things that I plan, um, but I like to kind of let the questions that are asked in a class, or mm -hmm. every group is different. It has a different chemistry. It has a different combination of, of skill levels and things, and I like to kind of just roll with it, mm -hmm. and it was hard for me to describe to you the casualness, <laughs> right. yet how awesome the content would be, mm -hmm. but I knew, I already knew from how many years you and I worked together how just brilliant you were. I was like, Psh, everybody loves Amanda <laughs> McEwen. And uh, so I was like, we're going to just do our thing. But, yeah. and you did amazing. Well, I mean, you. and and it was great though, because then I got, I got comfortable. Yeah. We did that class. Uh, Chad jumped in and did a bookkeeping class with me, yeah. which was great. And then we did another, it, the class that you and I teach together, it's about rates, quotes, and billing, which is very important yep. part of business. Yep. Uh, and then you said, why don't you do one on your own? And the great part of that is that I learned from you, it doesn't need to be structured. And so I intentionally, like I, I wrote sort of a list of things that I wanted to make sure we covered, but I wanted the students to sort of decide where it went. Luckily for me, the first one I had Brent McKay with us and he helps a lot too. But what happened, it's because A, it kept people engaged because they're asking questions that were important to them. Mm -hmm. So that's, and it, that sort of, it, it helped everybody. There's some people in that class who were out of their comfort zones, but they saw that it was sort of relaxed and then yeah. they, they didn't feel embarrassed about having a question about, you know, do I need to be an LLC or an independent contractor or like any of those things it was just a sort of a safe space. Yeah. And so that coaching that class, especially like I really look forward to those now and I've done some other business workshops and because one of the key parts of my business is that it's helping creatives, especially, but business owners, individuals sort of figure out how to get their business started, how to get it going, how to get it organized. All of that is and I usually do sort of one-on-one -on -one because that's more in my zone, but you showed me that I could help, you know, 20 people and one, one workshop. And that just made me feel really good. The, the feedback that I got afterwards. And it's so funny because in these classes, I sit off to the side until it's time to actually start. And I always tell them, I'm like, I feel really weird when you are all sitting there staring at me and expecting me to talk. So until class starts, I'm going to be off here over to the side and then once I have to, like, once it's time to start, I sit up front and, you know, and then it's fine. Yeah. But it, it took some encouragement from you 
I don't really know that you gave me an option. Um, I, didn't. I, I think you I kind of like, said I was going to do I it. Said, I just went along with gonna it. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. You're going to do fine. I'm going to be there. You're going to do a mm-hmm. great job. And and you did. And I mean, it was it was natural. And I actually think you had fun. I do. I, I do. And I, I really yeah. do. And that's, it's, you know, and the room, the way the room works, my voice carries and people can hear me. Great acoustics. So it, it, it works. And now in my head, it's so silly. It's like, what, why was I so nervous? It's, to- it's interesting when you're on the other side of something. Mm-hmm. It's like the fear that we have in our minds when we think about something that, you know, we talk ourselves into it, that it's going to be a scary thing. But when we're on the other side mm-hmm. of it, and it's like you're looking at it through the rear view mirror, it's, uh, it's so much smaller. You know, it's not as scary. And, and it was, it's actually great because then recently yeah. one of your other students, the lovely Sandra Seagrest, yes. it was time for her to teach her first workshop. And I remember having this email conversation and I basically told her everything you told me. And, you know, she was super nervous. And the feedback that we got, everybody loved her. And they, the, the phrase that I kept hearing was, man, she killed it. She was so good. And now she's excited and happy to do more. To to, to teach her second one. And you know, a little bit of encouragement can go a long way. It's like, I knew, I knew you were going to do a great job. I had all the faith in the world in you. And that's why I, you know, asked you if you'd want to teach something. Same thing with Sandra. I already knew everyone loves her. She's a sweetheart. She's very smart. She's wonderful at what she does. And she genuinely enjoys sharing content and Mm -hmm. lifting others up as do you. Same with me. It's just, it's a natural thing. So, um, I felt really good about it, but you know, I think one thing that would be really great is for, you know, people who are watching, listening, um, we'd love to hear, you know, things that work for you to talk yourself into stepping outside your comfort zone. Like, what do you do? What's the conversation in your head like to get you to push through? I know for me is I've, I have a pretty positive internal dialogue. And I mean, some people, I know you're shocked. By I, this I really am. Like, if, if you, for those of you who are listening only, you just missed the total look of surprise on my I'm face that shocked, Melissa has a positive inner dialogue. Shocking. My inner dialogue is like, hey girl, you're doing great. No, I'm just kidding. It's not really like that. I think it, it is. It is. And she's wearing it's a It's a fairy voice. Of she's course. Like, you can do it. <laughs> no, it's what's happening is, you know, we talked about, you know, on one of our last episodes, positive thinking, being solution oriented in the way that you approach things. But I think for me, it's like, I just try to push through the fear. I just kind of push it down. And I say, I watched a TED talk recently and I can't remember the name of the lady that I watched, but she was amazing. And she talked about um, being what she called fear walking. So she said, be afraid, but keep walking anyway. Mm. So fear walking. And I literally sat, I was sitting at my desk watching this TED talk and I was like, yes. And she's like, you can be paralyzed with fear or you can be fear walking. And I thought that is so brilliant because you just, you push, you just make yourself, you just keep pushing through, keep pushing through. And for me, I think to myself, I owe it to myself. I owe it to myself to do this thing, to try this thing, because I'll never know if I don't go for it. That voiceover, that's been my whole career so far. 
I was scared out of my mind the first time I went to a voiceover workshop. That's why I'm such a nurturing, loving, supportive coach. Because, And that's what my students all say to me. They're like, you make me feel comfortable because I know, I remember, I was terrified. I thought that when my heart, my heart was beating so hard and so fast, I thought the microphone could actually pick up how hard my, my, my heart was beating. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, I am terrified, but I'm here doing this. If I had not pushed myself to to do that and to continue to do it, another piece of advice that was given to me from a great friend of mine, his name's Jeff, he said, um, I've been I've been studying keynote speaking and I pushed myself to to do a practice run in December. Brent was there when, when we were over at, at UNLV and, and doing a practice run. I wrote a, a keynote speech and uh, anyway, it's not totally polished yet. As a matter of fact, it's... It's pretty bumpy. <laughs> and I invited a few friends and a few students and you know people to come and just support me. To I wanted to run through it in front of an audience to kind of really see where the weak points were and stuff. And uh, I was nervous and uncomfortable. Part of it was lack of, I don't want to say lack of preparation, but some of my ideas hadn't fully developed yet. And also it was just new. It was new for me to stand up you know, in front of a podium to do this thing, to try on all these new things on for size that I've been learning in a classroom setting with my public speaking coach. But Jeff said to me, because he's been a public speaker for years and he's fantastic at it. He writes keynotes, travels around the world, and and just he's he's awesome. And he teaches people in sales and marketing. And he said, you know what, Melissa, sometimes stuff has to get really messy Mm -hmm. before it gets clean and, and tight and pristine. And that really helped me in that moment because I finished doing my practice run and I found myself kind of apologizing because Jeff came and he was there to support me. And I, I just really appreciated him being there for me. And I wanted his critique and I wanted his feedback because he's someone I really look to as, as a mentor in that area. And, um, and I was like, oh, but this and ah, that and, you know, and blah, 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 whatever I said. <laughs> and he goes, no. He said, you were up there doing it. You forced yourself. You pushed mm-hmm. through. I was fear walking, walking. Actually, I was fear standing in front of a podium <laughs> in a very cute plaid skirt that I was really into. It was very holiday-ish. It was red and green. I loved it. Do you want me to sing again? No, I don't. I don't want you to sing again. But I was fear walking, fear standing, fear doing. But you know what? Every time I do it, I get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So did I remind you of something? I saw you go, aha. You did. Um, There were a couple, actually, a couple things that you said. Number one, you owe it to yourself. I think that's a super important key to remember. You owe it to yourself. I owe it to myself. Listeners owe it to themselves to do more, to try more, mm-hmm. to learn new things, try new things, do new things, find new ways to be happy. Like that, that just, that resonated with me. But when you were talking about the microphone picking up your heartbeat, it reminded me of when you and I went to see Every Brilliant Thing with my friend Marcus was uh, acting in this so play. Great. It was a beautiful play. I didn't know going into it, anything about it. I just knew Marcus was in it and I wanted to go see it because of him. Uh, And then we got there and we learned it was a very heavily audience participation type of play. That was fine. I was like, okay. And Marcus was like, 
Amanda, I'm so happy to see you here. Let me give you a ton of lines. You're going to get involved with this in a very big way. He, he gave me a special part is what he said. And I didn't know what that was going to be because you're not allowed to look at the papers until he calls out for you. Really what happened is I had to basically, I became his girlfriend and I had to propose to him in the middle of the entire theater. Um, and that was, that was big. It, that was the moment when my heart, I, it was loud. It was so loud. And I just thought, well, what is this? And then he, he wanted you to dance really and well, I don't though. dance. And all of this stuff, while all these people that I didn't know were staring at me. Yeah. But at, at the end of it, and I don't, I mean, people could have been lying to me, but I don't think they were. Nobody knew how uncomfortable I was. You didn't it was look all on the inside, which was great. You know, maybe I'm just a brilliant actor and that's my calling. Right. It's not... It's, it's not that at all. Brilliant actor. <laughs> but what, what it was is just, and I think that happens to all of us. Like you, when you were doing your keynote speaking, you felt like you were making mistakes or weren't as polished as you mm -hmm. could be. But that's not what you were putting out there. That's not what yeah. people, we focus on our own flaws and yeah. those things what's way more than anybody else What's does. happening inside your head in the moment when you're doing it, that's not what other people are seeing hearing, feeling, mm -hmm. and, and that's a really good thing to remind, you know, everyone mm -hmm. of and, and ourselves, because when I was up there feeling super uncomfortable and awkward and like, oh man, this is not coming together the way I had hoped, man, I forgot to say that thing or, oh man, my transition there sucked, you know, or whatever. Um, no one else out there knew what my plan was. So, you know, and, and when you went up there and you did that you know, interactive acting. I was like, go Amanda. I mean, she <laughs> I had was, no choice. Though. She was rocking it in a big way. I was really proud oh, of you. <laughs> so, you know, so I think this whole stepping outside of your comfort zone, uh, you know, do it, go for it, whatever it is, big or small, life is an adventure. Life is a journey. Life is full of surprises. And sometimes it's the thing that you're the most afraid of that could end up being your very favorite thing to do, you know, mm -hmm. or to excel in, yeah. um, it, you know, it's just go for it. I, 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 I don't know. That's my message <laughs> of the day. That's a, it's a good message. Yeah. But then, and there's also sort of that other element though, is how do you know when something is just out of your comfort zone and when it's just not who you are? Mm -hmm. Because, and the, the reason I think that's important is because I appreciate when people encourage me to do new things, to try sure. new things. But I remember recently having somebody made a suggestion of some job that she thought I could be good at. And the gist of it was that this job that she thought I would be good at, the main focus on it was schmoozing. It was basically going to events and, you know, not just networking, but really mingling and, and just going to these events like every night. And I hate those things. Yeah. I don't even use the word hate very often, but I just, sure. that is something that is out of my comfort zone. Yes. But I have tried it so many times without any sort of any difference. It doesn't become more comfortable. The thing is that I am an introvert and what introversion means, it doesn't mean that we're shy and that's what sometimes gets mistaken. Mm -hmm. What it is, is that I can't always deal with too much energy from it, like a crowd. It depletes you. It doesn't fill you up. And it's really, it's the best way to explain it for me 
and it, some people don't understand this, but it's like I pick up on the energy of every person in the room and it's so much that I feel claustrophobic it's like and I don't even feel like I'm me. I, I get so uncomfortable that I, I have to get out. Yeah. And that's just part of who I am. And I can, I can deal with it. I can put it aside for short bursts of time. But I know that if I were to try sort of a career path or an element of my business that where that was a focal point mm-hmm. is going to these events... I just wouldn't be happy. Yeah. And so that's a part of, I appreciate the suggestion, but in that sense, I know myself well enough to know I, that's, that's not a part of me that's going to change. Sure. And I'm okay with that. You know, no, some people good... love to go out and do the parties and the loud scenes. I think, it's just not me. Yeah. I think, um, you know, with time in our lives too, uh, as you know, years pass and stuff, you, you really do get a better sense of yourself, you know, and who you are, your values, um, the things that feel right, you know, in intuitively and, um, the things that align with, you know, your spirit or align with just your whole self. And if something just really doesn't feel right to the point where, I mean, you're, it's not just, you have to kind of, I think, evaluate it and ask yourself those questions. Like, am I feeling this way because I'm scared it's new, you know, that type of thing? Or am I really not wanting to do this because it really doesn't align with, Mm -hmm. you know, myself as a person or your values or something like that. I think that's, you know, one way to look at it or another way to look at it. But, um, you know, or if it just really makes you feel bad, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like there's good and there's bad. And if it's like, it's, it's bad because it's scary you can you can obviously look at that and go, all right, I'm scared because it's a new thing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just still gonna push on and and, and try it on for size. But if it feels bad because it's wrong or it's gonna it could hurt me or hurt someone else or it just feels icky, I think that's another you know whole other mindset you right. know icky, icky. technical <laughs> sorry technical I was term. trying not to laugh because and you could see it in my face I know I'm like icky like, hashtag icky <laughs> if it makes you feel icky stay away from it um like it. but but I think being true to yourself is huge and one example that just popped in my head really quick I know we're probably getting close to our our time but um you recently said to me Melissa I got to do a photo shoot and I need to get some new pictures. And sh- you're not comfortable, you know, in front of the camera being photographed. Don't but, know what to do with my hands. Right? Don't know how to pose. <laughs> but then you were advised to get all these clothes and do your makeup a certain way and do your, mm-hmm. you know, get yourself all dialed up a certain way. And you were like, number one, I'm not comfortable being photographed. Number two, I don't want to get photographed being someone mm-hmm. that I'm not, you know, or who I'm not. So that's an, another example to me of like, you pushed through your comfort zone there. You went and had a professional photo shoot mm-hmm. done. You did a beautiful job. I mean, the pictures I saw were so great, Thank you. but you were true to yourself because right. you dressed the way you like to dress. Yep. You did your hair and your makeup the way you like to do it. Mm-hmm. You were you, you were authentic. It was, so. it was important. And I, I actually meant to talk about it in our authenticity episode. Yeah. And then I forgot. just forgot. Yeah. But that was, it was a big point. And it's, 
There's this thing that happens when people love to give you their opinions. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I love to listen to people's opinions. Sure. I take advice. You take them into it, consideration. Exactly. It doesn't mean I'm going to do everything that they said. And it doesn't mean they're wrong either. Because yeah. the people who were advising me in that case, one was my photographer who is a client of mine, somebody I've known a long time and I trust. And that's why I wanted him to do it. And the other was my friend Danny Jay, who you know is helping me with a lot of this marketing stuff. And both of them were sort of coming at it from the same approach. Like you want to show the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I hundred percent agree with that. But when it came to, you know, somebody saying, well, you need to go get new wardrobe and go get your nails done and go do all of these things. I said, no, because that's not, it's that's not, not who you. I am. I don't do my nails. I don't know how to do my hair. I got it cut the day before. So it looked nice. I did yeah. bring my makeup artist, Natalie Davison, who I adore. Uh, she's my pot pie. I'll just put that out there. I'm not going to explain why, but she, she, I made her come with me because I, I did get like, you know, I'm going to try a little bit, but if it's not in my closet, that's not what I want to show, you know, because I'm using these photos to represent who I am to current clients, potential clients, yep. all of that. And it was very important to me to honor myself and, and, staying true to who I am. And that meant I don't like shopping. It's one of my least favorite activities in the entire world. I don't enjoy shopping, especially for clothes. I don't know that you were very different in that department. Maybe you should do the shopping for me. I would love to shop for you, but you know what would end up happening? Hold on. I really want to show everybody. She's she's taking off her shoes, guys. Um, This might happen. She's taking out. Some, I don't. Even, can't even describe what color this is, but this it's is shiny. rose gold. Rose gold tennis shoes. This is a slip-on, like sneaker, and it's covered in rose gold. The sequins. Right. Rhinestones. These are rhinestones. Oh, sorry, rhinestones. Yeah, for the princess. You got to get your bling type <laughs> right. Okay. But I don't know my bling types. I'm really excited about these shoes because I don't know if I wore a pair of shoes. <laughs> This is the pair I'd want to be. That's, that's Melissa Motes in a shoe right there. So if you want me to personally yeah. shop for you, as a matter of fact, I would honor your brand. I and know, I know you your brand. I wouldn't but, show up with these shoes. But it was even in the, uh, when we were there and in the middle of the photo shoot, and I didn't bring a ton of stuff because again, like my whole closet, we're on what, episode eight or nine right now. And yeah. I've pretty much worn everything that I have. Luckily, we're almost ready to change seasons so I can go through my small assortment of spring t-shirts. Um I don't buy clothes. I don't, I don't care. It's not one of the things that gives me joy in life. So, you know, I had to be true to me. And in one of the outfits, you know, I came out wearing a t-shirt and my photographer looked at me and you're going to wear a t-shirt? I said, yep. Do you really think you're going to use these for marketing? He, most of his clients are super high-end corporate clients, totally different, makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I had to just explain, well, yeah, A, this is what I wear. B, my target audience is creative people. They need to see that I am one of them. If I were to have photos in a pencil skirt and some like, I don't know, silky top or whatever, I don't know what business women wear. I don't wear that stuff. But if I were to wear that in a photo, that's not going to connect with them. They're going to be like, oh, she's one of those people. Not that there's anything wrong with those people. It's just not who I am. I'm not stuffy, like corporate lady. I got out of the corporate world very intentionally with no uh, looking back. So I don't, you know, but when it came out and that photo, it's, you know, people, everyone who's seen it, I haven't sort of 
put them all out there. It's gorgeous. But they, people have said, you know, that, that looks like you. That's a whole you point. You want your Even pictures to look like you. The photographer was happy and Danny was happy. Everybody was happy. And I think and they still... And you stepped outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and you lived to speak about I, it. I did. And, and, and I understood that it was, it took me a little bit to get there, but I did understand you should, you know, you own a business, you're teaching other people about business. Maybe you should have some professional photos. Yep. The logic was there. And that, that's what it comes down to for me. It's a combination of logic and instinct, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it was, and sometimes you do have to sort of put your foot down and say, that's not who I am. And if that's who you want me to be, Maybe this isn't going to work out, right. whatever this is. But I've had that, um, again, with people wanting to give their opinions. I don't drink. It's not a thing that interests me. Just no desire to do it. I get migraines. From what I've read, alcohol is a migraine trigger. So why would I bother with that anyway? There's a lot of reasons. Um, just number one, I don't want to. Well, you know and what's good for you. And you don't have to explain I, yourself, you know? Y- that's true. And I shouldn't, but I find that I often do because I think what happens, and I, I know a few people, they just really want to see it because I think they think that if I start drinking, I won't be so uptight. And then like suddenly there's like loose, joyous, happy girls going to show up. And it's just not me though. Like I'm not that person. I like who I am, but I'm not the life of the party. Never going to be the life of the party. You're, you're going to have You are the life of your of own the party. party. You are the life of the party in your own Amanda McEwen way. <laughs> you just want to keep saying McEwen. I love to say <laughs> McEwen. It makes me really happy. You know what else makes me happy is this positive affirmation ball. You love this thing. I wanted to I wanna I wanna ask it something like positive affirmation ball. <laughs> Can we name him like Fred? Well, Fred Pab. Positive what? affirmation ball would just be Pab. Call him Pab. Pab? Yeah. Pab. Dear Pab. Yep. Pab How did we do today? You're 100% fun. Hey, I am the life of the party after all, because the ball told me to. Pab said I'm the life of the party. You're 100% fun. And he said that right after you were like, I'm not the life of the party. Look at that face right there. Would this face lie to you? It's a a smiley face. This face would not lie to you. Okay, then. I I'm know. good to go on that. I'm gonna let you finish up. I'm gonna well, sit back I'm here. I'm gonna and try be to. Me. I want to wrap it up with. I wanna. I wanna say a, a few profound things. Oh, okay. I'm gonna sit back up for those. Profound thing number one is, um, <laughs> love yourself, be yourself, scare yourself every day. Thank you, Eleanor. For you go, that. Eleanor. Eleanor, it's a great job you did. Many ways, you know, but especially we love that quote. Um, Was that all number one? I don't even know where I'm at. (laughs) Profound thing number two. Profound thing number two is uh, be true to yourself. Uh, And (laughs) I have no... Do you guys like this purple cow? (laughs) (laughs) I thought we could go the whole episode without talking about the cow. I wanted to mention it. For those of you listening, we have a purple cow wearing sunglasses. Profound thing number two. Two is that we have a purple cow on our set now. He's just a purple cow. He, he matches our colors. He's we friends like him. with Pab. Yep. And uh, <laughs> don't don't allow me to have any more coffee. Oh no! Today. But you, you, she has released the death grip from the coffee cup, so I think we're. But it's probably empty, is my guess. I'm teaching a class tonight too. Okay. My students are in for it. They have no idea what's going to happen. Wait. You know what I say? Just you know what? Enjoy your life and just have a good time. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> so that's it. It's get out of your comfort zone. Be true to yourself. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself. Try new things. Like anything you want. <laughs> we could have ended on you owe it to yourself. Okay, right. Let's just hold on. Ready? Let's put let's put our arms like this. I'm gonna make you uncomfortable. She's making me hug her out of like my comfort it. zone. Hey guys, I'm at, we're outside of Amanda McEwen's comfort zone right <laughs> okay. now because she she doesn't hug as much as I, I hug. It's too long. Um, you owe it to yourself. <laughs> owe it to yourself. The end. The end. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.